And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. It is a college football playoff rankings reveal edition. The rankings are out. Ari Wasserman, and they are about what we expected, which, what what do you think would happen when two of the top six teams were, were playing last week and everybody else was off? One of them lost. You know, it, the, there's no change in the top five. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M. Do you think that top four is the playoff we're going to get? I do. Yeah. I, I think that um, given the fact that, that I believe that it's super hard to beat a team uh, twice in the same year, um, not to mention that Clemson is back to full health and probably is going to be playing this game like it is a playoff game. I have a hard time envisioning that they're going to um, drop out of this playoff race and lose again. Um, and if that happens, and it's a, it's a good game, not a blowout, um, I think that the uh, top four will finish number one, Alabama, number two, Clemson, number three, Ohio State, and number four, Notre Dame. I think that's the most likely scenario right now. And, you know, we're about 30 <laughs> seconds into this podcast. That's ESPN executive scenario. Is the yeah the podcast is over? Um, but I don't know. Like, if that's the way it goes, and that's it's like a clean fitting end, and I think that everybody can accept that. I think what happens if one of those teams is not in the final four is when explosions start. Yeah, and and I think the most likely scenario is the team that's already beaten the team that they're going to play beats them again. That would be Notre Dame beating Clemson in the AFC uh, in the ACC championship game. I've already promoted them both to the AFC. Uh, that would be that would be an interesting one because I think you know Dabo Sweeney says Clemson's in with with two losses, but no, they're not. They're, what win would you be hanging your hat on if you're Clemson at that point? So they would be out. Somebody else would be in if Texas A and M were to beat Tennessee. Based on what we've seen from the committee. That's who it would be. Yeah, and I also think, too, that Texas A&M took a big W uh, on Tuesday night because their number one win well, supposedly, or it felt like, took a big hit on Saturday night when Florida lost to LSU, and Florida only dropped a single spot, and I saw that people were freaking out about that. Um, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but the fact that Texas A&M remains uh, the the sole possession of a top 10 win, I think is a pretty important thing for them, especially considering the fact that when you get down to the resume aspect of it, the last thing that A&M wants to do, Andy, is be compared to another team. And, you know, we don't have to go down this USC rabbit hole in this podcast, but I always thought that if there was going to be a team that they could be compared to, it might be an undefeated, non undefeated power five champion. But I just want to understand one thing about Texas A&M's resume. And I'm very curious. When we see people circulating the Texas A&M resume, we see the strength of schedule number, which I think is like number four off the top of my head, and we see their their wins and loss total. Right. If you're Texas A&M, do you get to compound Alabama stats into that resume? 
Because without to 10 and 0 Alabama with their strength of schedule, they go from being 35 and 42, the records of their opponents at 25 and 42, which was pretty horrid. Vandy's 0 and 9, Florida's 8 and 2. That's the only win on the on the resume that matters. Mississippi State is 2 and 7. Arkansas is 3 and 7. Um, South Carolina is two and eight. LSU is four and five and Auburn six and four. Like, what do you have there? You've got a 25 and 42 record and the strength of schedule is bolstered by the fact that they played the best team in college football and lost 28 to nothing. So I think if they're ever in a position, um, where they think they're going to waltz in the score in that game, they didn't lose 28 to nothing or no, sorry. I meant they lost 20 by 28 points, not 28, nothing. I apologize. That was my (laughs) mistake, but, um, they just want to avoid being compared to somebody else because you don't want to have that comparison because their resume, despite the fact that, you know, a lot of the followers, I don't know. I I wouldn't be my, I wouldn't mind if I were them being compared to the team that's at number six right now, Iowa state with a pretty thorough loss to Louis, Louisiana. Well, who do we think they would be compared to Iowa state? Is that, would that be what you think is going to come down? Iowa state wins the big 12. That's exactly who they'd be compared to or Oklahoma. I wonder if they'd be compared to Oklahoma. Yeah, I, the question is, does Oklahoma jump that much? And also, Gary Barta talked about Cincinnati not playing since November 21st. And he's right about that. We haven't seen him play since November 21st. But they were playing really, really well the last time we saw them playing. They play a pretty good Tulsa team in the American Championship. What if they just torch Tulsa? Remember, this was a team that was at number seven in the first CFP rankings. Would a reminder that they were good get them compared with Texas A&M and all. And remember, Notre Dame would have to beat Clemson for any of this to matter. Right. And it's like, that's the one thing. And you're talking about a double-digit favorite um, having to lose uh, to Notre Dame for the second time. So, you know, all that said, it's still important. And I, I don't know if that's the only scenario. Maybe something crazy could happen if well, Florida me, beat me, Alabama. Let me throw another one at you. Because we, we thought that LSU had no chance against Florida. And LSU beat Florida. A dude threw a shoe. A guy kicked a 57-yard field goal when he couldn't even see the goalposts. It was a hell of a game. But if Florida beats Alabama, they're sitting there at seven. They would then have the best win of the season on their resume. Would that be enough to get Florida to number four? I don't think it would. I don't think they could get past Texas A&M because of the head-to-head. Yeah, it just... It's just an interesting dynamic because Texas A&M would have lost to Alabama and Florida would have beaten Alabama and they would have all beaten each other. Now, that's your excuse to put Florida ahead of A&M in spite of – because it's it's the the 2008 Big 12 South scenario. Right. If you all beat each other, other, then you can't pick one. You have have to pick two and you just go by who the best is. I think that if Florida were to beat Alabama, that I would feel like Florida would be the first two-loss champion – or two-loss team in the playoff because they, they set a stat. No SEC champion in the first six years of the playoff has been left out, but no two-loss team has been in. Which one to you is more important? I It's a good question. And remember, in 2017, if Auburn beat Georgia, Auburn was going to get in as a two-loss SEC champ. So I, I do think that's a possibility. Here, here's the thing, because I'm thinking about this rationally right now on Tuesday night, having just seen Florida lose to LSU. But what am I going to be thinking if I'm sitting there late Saturday night, early Sunday morning as a member of the committee, if I've just seen Florida beat Alabama? I think that I think you're going to be emotional. On that's going to be pretty yeah. strong. I think you're going to be emotional. I think you take the team that won the SEC. 
And at the beginning of the year, we said, it's going to be messy. We'd be surprised if anybody got through it undefeated. We didn't realize, uh, maybe we should have, <laughs> that Alabama was going to be completely invisible all year. Um, but, you know, here's the other case, too, that I would make for a two-loss team. If Oklahoma beats Iowa State handily in the Big 12 championship, and I know that people are tired of Oklahoma, so just bear with me on this. <laughs> they will avenge one of their two losses. So in my Correct. mind, I could rationalize them being almost like a one-loss team because when you get a rematch and you win that rematch, as we're finding out in in the LSU, I mean, not LSU, I'm sorry, Clemson-Notre Dame rematch, that we can forgive a loss, especially if they split. So can you forgive the Iowa State loss and just look at Oklahoma's schedule through the prism of weird loss to Kansas State week two, kicking everybody's butt for the rest of the year, avenging another weak loss against Iowa State in week three by looking awesome and then putting them in at number four? Because I think yeah, I would you, rather you put can play. They're the hottest team in America, the team nobody wants to play right now, that card. I yeah. think you, you can you can make that case. But let, let's be realistic, Ari, because the chances are Florida will not beat Alabama. So that... I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I realize that it was improbable that LSU beat Florida, but I don't know that lightning strikes twice in, in two weeks. So the chances are Alabama is going to beat Florida. The chance of Notre Dame beating Clemson is more significant than the chance of Florida beating Alabama. And I think, and I know you and Johnny Manziel argued about this on Twitter. He's ducking me, by the way. <laughs> He's not ducking you. <laughs> <laughs> he's busy. He's got better things to do. He, I don't doubt that much, Johnny Manziel has much, much better, better things to do than I do. Trust me. That's, that's a fact. I know for a fact, if he came on the show, he'd get, he'd, he'd have a problem. I don't think that he could out debate me. A problem about with what? Debating his position that he called me an idiot. Debating it. Verbal dexterity versus you. No, just debating this topic. You just called Alabama invisible when you meant invincible. Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm, sure you're ready for Johnny football. You know what? Yet. Actually, I'm not I, ready. Might, for Johnny We might call football. him Johnny Debate after after he's finished with yeah. you. Uh, he might be like that, uh, like Will Ferrell in old school, and pass out and come. That's how you debate. <laughs> I just blacked out. That's how you I just blacked out. Um, no, but seriously, that's a. I just wanted to put on record on our podcast, your podcast, that I'm challenging him. Challenging. Can okay, I just challenge him Johnny formally Manziel to a debate? But but I'm going to make the Aggies happy right now. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen if this happens based on what the committee has been telling us repeatedly. And I realize there's a bunch of Baylor and TCU fans going, don't believe what they've told you repeatedly. The last week can change everything. But okay. If Notre Dame beats Clemson, Clemson's out. Alabama beats Florida. Ohio State beats Northwestern. Texas A&M beats Tennessee. Texas A&M and Alabama are playing a rematch in the Sugar Bowl. I'm telling you right now. Do you think that, that they would they would going to do you think they would doctor it up to change that from happening so that they don't have a rematch in the first round? No, they're not going to make them three. <laughs> I don't think they make them three because because you you can't move Notre Dame down and you're not going to jump them over Ohio State. I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, from I mean, a TV at that point, all that matters is better. getting teams in. Who cares who they play? I don't want to see Alabama play Texas A&M again. Who wants to watch that again? <laughs> I, I get you. I don't think they actually think about that when they're ranking the teams, especially the way they rank them because they do they do them in threes. So the top three yeah, would yeah, be done the first, yep. and then they'd get to the next three. So That could be rigged easily. Unless they just 
went out of their way and said, you know, for TV purposes, let's flop three and four here. That's the only thing, and I just don't think they do that. Ari and I are going to get back to breaking down the rankings right after these messages. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Honestly, I think it would be cool to see uh, um, Ohio State and Notre Dame play. You know, they haven't played in a long time. And, you know, I, I don't know that the... Texas A&M Alabama rematch is the is the game that we all deserve after this year but you know it is what it is uh and I think that well, if they are the fourth best team in the country then they are they they certainly deserve to go and how how it looks in the playoff or how it all manifests is an interesting dynamic but you know I was listening to another podcast and the in the host made an app point some years there are six playoff teams and you need to make room for four or find how to make that four and right. some years you have three or four playoff teams or two playoff teams, and you have to find the other people to put in there. So I think that right now, unequivocally, the number four through number one teams are playoff teams. Now that could change with context of results. And maybe if Notre Dame beats Clemson again, you can debate whether that's true or not. But the most likely result here is that Clemson will beat Notre Dame as a, an 11 point favorite right now. And if they do, then the four best teams and the four quote-unquote playoff teams that are in college football this year will be the ones who made the playoff. Now, you can, you know, freak out about a and an interesting alignment, too. I mean, right. if, the best if, alignment. If, if Vegas, if, if the chalk holds, you're going to get Alabama-Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl, which is maybe not the best competitive matchup, although, again, Notre Dame beat Clemson, so I, let's not just throw them out. And you're going to get Clemson, Ohio State, a rematch in some stadium somewhere. Uh, currently, the Rose Bowl, but there was this statement from Bill Hancock, the CFP chair, earlier today, and it's uh, it's.
it's a little vague. It's not entirely sure. At this moment, here's your key phrase. At this moment, the college football playoff looks forward to playing one of the two semifinal playoff games in the Rose Bowl as scheduled. As we move forward, we continue to hope that the Rose Bowl's appeal to government officials to allow the families of student-athletes to attend will be permitted, just as student-athlete families will be welcomed at the Sugar Bowl and the other New Year's Six games and the championship game in Miami. Given the vast space inside the Rose Bowl Stadium, we are confident that if families were able to attend, they could do so in a safe and socially distant manner. For many families, this will be the last chance they have to see their sons play college football. We understand that under California's COVID-19 protocols, fans in general will not be able to attend. We hope the small number of families who want to attend will not be prohibited from doing so. That is not a message to the general public. That is a message to the government of Los Angeles County. And it basically says, let families into the Rose Bowl or we will move the game to Dallas. So we'll see what they say. I thought your story was awesome. It kind of, you know, I don't, I don't know. Anytime you start going uh, against the tradition and the pageantry of the sport, you're going to get those certain types of people. But it is kind of crazy to expect two teams from across the country to fly to California to play in an empty stadium, don't you? When, when California doesn't want more people right now. <laughs> They'd prefer that you didn't come. It's like logistically speaking, and we haven't answered the question of what do we do with COVID once the playoff is set? Like, that's still going to be an issue. It doesn't just go away. So, like, to me, I don't know what you would do. I don't know if you could create a bubble somewhere and they all are on the same site or they're all quarantined for a certain period of time amongst themselves and they can be transported in a safe way to avoid an outbreak. Um but the idea of the logistics of getting on planes, whether they're private or not, going to airports, going on buses, hotels, all the things that have to happen during a bowl week site to go play in an empty stadium seems borderline moronic to me because you're only playing exactly. with fire so there. For, for those who didn't read it, the column I wrote in The Athletic on Tuesday was this Rose Bowl situation is just hastening what should have happened already and what will happen eventually. And that's that the, the bowls will be cut out of the playoff. They don't need to be in it. It's always been stupid to make fans travel twice. The quarter, when it goes to eight, and it will go to eight, the quarters and the semis should be and probably will be on campus. And for those who say, but the, the majesty of the Rose Bowl. Okay, the Rose Bowl is the only majestic bowl site. Everywhere else is some sterile NFL stadium. You know where college football is much better than a sterile NFL stadium? Tiger Stadium. Ohio Stadium, Notre Dame Stadium, Lane Stadium, Memorial Stadium at Clemson, you know, Bryant-Denny Stadium, all of these places are better than every bowl site, including the Rose Bowl, which has a pretty scenery, but when you split it down the middle, 50-50, and it doesn't have great acoustics, it doesn't even get loud. So, no, I don't care about the Rose Bowl, and I get it, I'm not from... Big 10 country, I'm not from Pac-12 country. It never meant into anything to me as a kid. I'm from a place where they care about winning national championships. So I think most people who aren't from the Big 10 or the Pac-12 could care, could not care less where the game is played. Like the best game I ever attended in personary was the Boise State Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl. That was played in a giant Hershey Kiss in the middle of the most generic suburb of Phoenix. Like, it didn't matter if it was played there. I, I would, the game would be just as special to me wherever it was played. 
First of all, watch your mouth when you're talking about Glendale, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. It's it's no Tempe. No, it's not. They, it's they not really even put that Chandler. stadium out there, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I thought your point was was apt. I, I appreciated the idea that we would much more, as at least as a a viewership standpoint, for people who are watching games on TV, are far more concerned about. Um, the matchup, the matchup and how good the game is. And I bet you if you asked 100 people who remember that game, they couldn't even. Well, I guess maybe the, since it was the Fiesta Bowl, they might be able to. But they might not be able to remember exactly like where things are. I know the Rose Bowl is different. And having covered the Rose Bowl multiple times, I will say that it is the most beautiful place in college football that I've attended. And it's the most beautiful environment. And the, there's something special about it. But that. Right. And, and the sometimes bowl does, does have some mystique because they play. They play six or seven football games in the Rose Bowl every year called UCLA home games that look really boring. I think it's the coolest venue. It's not the loudest venue. It's not the greatest venue. But every year, whenever I've been there, when the the mountains turn purple and the sun goes down and it's 71 degrees and you're coming from a winter where it's 50 on the other side on, on the, in the Midwest or the East Coast, it's, it's certainly a nice break. But things will always fall into the favor of money and common sense. And yeah. at a certain point, uh, pageantry and uh, the things that happen from a, a tradition standpoint all fall by the wayside. And it's a shame. I wish the Rose Bowl could make it work. I, I would love to see the game this year. I would love to see it preserved. But if it doesn't make sense, then money's going to win out. Well, that's this isn't even money in this case. This is just common sense. But yeah, in the future, and I don't think it's money in the future. I think the football product and the TV product are better on campus than they are at both sites. Like, can you imagine Alabama having to play at Ohio State in the playoff? How amazing would that be? Yeah, especially because there's no other situation where some of these tools uh, uh, or these matchups would ever happen in any regular matchup or any regular right. season They matchup. would never so, go there under normal circumstances. You know, the thing that would be interesting, too, especially if you had that um, expanded idea is that you also would be rewarding the top few seeds with lower matchups against these group of five or at large at large teams. Um, so like if you did it at home sites, then you would have teams like Coastal Carolina who get to go to Alabama, for instance, this year. And then Alabama would host Ohio well, State. Coastal, you know, Coastal wouldn't make it this year. Cincinnati would make it in an 18 playoff. Yeah. Coastal wouldn't be in. It was just an example. Uh, yeah. Cincinnati would definitely be in because it's in a, a, a more uh, deep and, and better conference. But, you know, I just would like to see Speaking all those of Cincinnati, things. How mad, how mad are you right now if you're Mike Oresco and your team has dropped two spots through I mean, no fault of its own? I'm sure he's probably upset, and I understand that. I think that Georgia continues to be the most inexplicably ranked team in the playoff. And I don't know what it is, and I know what it is. I mean, they've got really good players, and I know it's a, it's like a very in, easy trap to fall in, and I fall into it all the time, uh, and I'm guilty as charged on that one. And I, I do think that Georgia, if they find an, an answer to a quarterback, might be able to hang with most of the teams in the top ten. But just I dropping, they might have found it, you know, yeah, and they might have found them. So maybe that's the answer to your question. But you know, in a situation right now, I, I don't know. Who do you think is the the worst ranked team in the playoffs right now. I I I, I cannot believe. Iowa State. You think that Iowa State's worse off than SC? I don't think they're no, they're better off. I think they no, are I mean the like worst ranked. Worst ranked. <laughs> like 
they 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 are not where they should be. <laughs> I don't understand how the committee is punishing USC for games that they think it would lose by ranking them behind teams who have lost similar games. It makes no sense to me. I'm not saying that USC should be in. I know they're not as good as the top five. I don't. USC is not better than Texas A&M right now. I, USC might lose to Iowa State. They might lose to Florida. They might lose to Georgia. They might lose to Cincinnati. They might lose to everybody. And I understand uh, that the playoff rankings are apparently about um, ranking the best teams in what we know. And I've said that about Ohio State and the Texas A&M debate all so year. Wait, wait, wait. I got to ask. Are USC's playoff hopes dead? I think they're dead. Yes! Woo! Yeah, you I, are I eating think the dead. chip of death. Uh, first of all, when you restacked that bet, like it's not like I was like plus nine hundred in that scenario. So like I was the dog <laughs> to begin with. Don't act like well, this is some sort lost. of crazy. You lost the Virginia Tech Miami. The bet, thing that and bothers you, you me. You earned this. Yeah, I did. But the thing that irks me, Andy, is that I don't think they should be dead. They are dead now. I thought they might actually jump up to in the top ten this week. I thought there was a chance that they would creep up just to give like, doesn't the committee at least just want to have outs like in a poker hand when you're playing poker and you know, you're, you're, you're out, you're on the turn. Don't you want to have a turn card that gives you a chance at the end to make a hand. And like, I don't know if, why would you eliminate somebody that you could justify for no reason? If, if, if push came to shove, like, so maybe they go, the, oh yeah, undefeated power five, they're in. Who do you think everybody else wants to watch in the country? Do you think people want to watch Alabama A&M or do you think people would rather watch Alabama SC? I know which one I'd rather I don't watch. Think just want to watch the, either one of those. Yeah, well, I bet you both of them would have very similar results. But you know what? There's only one of those matchups where we know for sure that it would because it happened. I'd rather watch the thing I haven't seen. I don't want to rewatch a blowout. I I just I think this is this is fine. Where they are is fine because the commissioners, when they decided to play a season this way and not expand the playoff just for this year because we have no cross-conference data points other than Sunbelt versus Big 12. They locked everybody in on the eye test. So this is, this is a pure eye test year. If you're complaining because you want it to be measured by some sort of metric, stop. They're not measuring by any metrics this year. The only metric they're measuring by is, do I think this team would beat these other teams? And that That's is true. where they're at. And that's been and my. That is why they keep ranking the, the the teams where they. That's why Ohio State is where it is. That's why A and M is where it is, and that is why USC is where it is. But I'm not. I'm not sure that I think that USC would automatically lose to Indiana. I don't know USC that USC would not have Arizona. a good game with Iowa State. USC almost lost to Arizona. I know. I know teams almost lose to bad teams all the time. It's college football. It happens regularly. That's a really bad team though. I know. So was Vanderbilt. Who almost <laughs> lost? Well, I guess Texas. Yeah. A&M, A&M was okay. like losing right. to Vanderbilt in the, late in the fourth quarter. Like in the early they, in the fourth. They, they, they were they losing at one out. point? Let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I think that what, what was the final score? It doesn't matter. Everybody knows what happened in that game. I don't remember the exact details. It was a few months ago. All I know is that that game was an uncomfortable scenario for them. Um, in, in, late in the second half at some point. So, you know, and I don't think that A&M is closer to the team that almost lost to Vanderbilt than the team that beat Florida. I'm sure they're better. They're much better than the team that they put out on week one. I mean, I don't know. Teams look bad all the time. Ohio State got blown up by Purdue a few years ago. I don't think Purdue's better than them. You know, it's just a weird sport. Um, So, like, I think we should be able to forgive teams and punishing teams for what we think they would lose 
by rewarding the teams who did what we think they would do makes no sense. Well, Oregon can solve all this on Friday by sure beating USC. They sure can. And, yeah, and, and they, they, they probably and will. Mario, Maybe they will. First of all, waltzes off to the, the loveliest village on the plains or doesn't, stays in Eugene for more money. One of the two. But that, that I think would... I bet if USC wins this week, you'll see a, a, big, a pretty big jump for them on Sunday. I don't know that it means they get anywhere close to making the playoff, but I think you see a bigger jump, a little more respect because yeah. the respect for Oregon's roster, as you, Mr. Stars Matter, will attest. I also, too, like thought, thought that just like this week was going to be USC's biggest jump just to make the intrigue of Sunday better. You know, like if but USC was sitting at seven right now. For, no, no, I know, but I'm just saying. They do this for intrigue or ratings. They don't. No, They're no. They're just I, trying to rank the teams the best I they understand can. that they don't do that, but like I meant that as like an addition to like what I said earlier about like having options. Like, and I feel like the, the committee has boxed themselves into not being able to choose them. If it, like, regardless of what, like, what if Texas A&M beats, um, beats, Tennessee by one and then uh -huh. USC beats and I'm just making this up right and USC beats Oregon 56 to 10 and Slovis throws for 600 yards and their defense looks great and it's the perfect game from USC I they think, are so I poorly ranked right now I don't think you could see them slip up to number four if everything else worked up that way and they needed to find a fourth team they're completely out now you had got me to admit they're dead they slip. must be dead would be a&M would be out in that scenario too, probably. And then you'd have a really weird scenario. Yeah. I mean, as I almost would prefer sending two loss Oklahoma over A&M at this point. We're going to keep talking about these crazy college football playoff rankings. But first, we've got to pay some bills. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Let's say A&M looks awful against Tennessee or even loses to them. What if Clemson loses in overtime again? I don't know. I mean, if we're going eye test, Clemson would still beat all these other teams. I think losing to a playoff team in overtime twice would be better than being blown out by the team that's number one that you would have to play again by 28. I don't know so if I'm the only person who's thinking this. Part. I feel like I'm Texas A&M's number one enemy right now, and I don't want to be. I don't have any ill will towards this program. But like, I feel like sometimes I'm sitting in a room by myself, and I'm like the only one seeing this shit. Like, what? Like, what? What? Who? You're not. It's just the Aggies are very loud, and when you hurt their hurt their feelings, they let you know it. So, 
That's I think if Clemson loses and AM beats Tennessee by any reasonable margin, that AM's in in that case. But Dabo thinks Clemson's still yeah. in. And again, it's an all eye test year. So why not? Yeah. I um it's just like funny to me because it's like, what if Florida beat Alabama? Mm-hmm. And then Notre Dame lost to Clemson. Okay. And like Florida's victory over Alabama is by 10. So it's like a really good victory. Oklahoma. Uh I I don't even know what you would do there. What do you do there? Just in that scenario alone. I think they'd put Florida in. Florida in at the four spot. I think they would ride the wave of Florida beating Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, yeah. I I mean, mean, it seems kind of straightforward, actually. Now, like yeah. it seems like if you if you and I came up with scenarios, I don't know, like what would be your I don't know what they would do scenario. Florida beats Alabama in an incredibly fluky way. And then Notre Dame beats Clemson by a lot. And then it's who do you put in or and well, we've not even entertained the possibility of Northwestern beating Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, do you want, if, if Northwestern beats Ohio State, they are so out. They are they are, they are right. like so out. Then, it's embarrassing. Yeah, then like everything be, th- else becomes possible. Cincinnati becomes possible. The Big Twelve champ becomes possible. You name it, it's all yeah. on the table at that point. Yeah, who do you like better in your if you were a one man committee? Um, two loss Big Twelve champion um, Oklahoma, who looks amazing and avenges their loss to Iowa State, or Texas A and M, who beats Tennessee twenty eight fourteen. Ooh. That's tough. I'd probably still go with AM. Yeah, I mean two losses. I mean two losses What's or two Flor- losses. What did Florida did Florida lose to Alabama in that scenario? Yeah, just you're it's it, you're you're putting Because remember, in a- Florida beating Alabama only makes AM's win against Florida better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it didn't seem to it didn't seem to be hurt that much in the rankings. So, you know, I, I think that honestly it's like pretty straightforward when you look at these rankings on how it's going to go. And I think it's going to be at the end of this, like I said, at the beginning of the show, one Alabama, two Clemson, three Ohio state, uh, four Notre Dame. And we're going to have the the four teams that seem like there's four teams right now that unequivocally feel like they belong and everything else is kind of like a step below it underneath. And I think that they might just get lucky and, and, and fall themselves into like the ideal. And from a TV standpoint, we'd like to see that we'd have fun with that. Those yeah. games are what we like, especially especially Clemson and Ohio State getting to play again after the game they played last year. I think that'd be a great way to do it. Do you think and Alabama, Ohio State's more intriguing or at Clemson, Ohio State is more intriguing? I think Alabama, Ohio State's always intriguing. I think that's a, that's a ratings dream. But you could also have that as a national championship game in the yeah. other scenario. Yeah. I'm just like, Ohio State fans and the team and the coaching staff needs to beat Clemson. Because they get they are owned by Clemson, just yes. for their own personal now, like. Obviously, brand. the game last year was quite a bit different than the previous two meetings. It yeah. was a very competitive game. Had a very controversial targeting call on Sean Wade. You know, I you play that you play that game ten times. It's probably five and five. So I, I'm with you. I, I'm I have no qualms about seeing that game again. <laughs> I would love to see that game again. That was a, a very good game last year. And I realize the casts are a little bit different, but I'll take it. So, Ari, 
Here's the good news. And this is, people are going to say, well, this is super boring. It's, it's not going to be a surprise. Sunday's going to be dull. A dull Sunday probably means a really fun January 1st. I think a boring Sunday makes it the cleanest and the most entertaining January 1st. Because I would want, I if you made the matchup Clemson-Ohio State and Bama-Notre Dame, those would be two games that I would be genuinely excited to watch. I don't know that I would be, ex- I mean, I love watching the playoff because who doesn't? But like, I don't know that I'd be excited to see Alabama play Iowa State. I don't, I know I wouldn't be excited to see them play Texas A&M because I've already seen it. I don't like reruns. Um, Alabama, Florida, we're going to get to see. Alabama, Georgia, we've already seen. Alabama, Cincinnati, we both know what would happen. Like maybe Alabama, Oklahoma, that's another rerun. Indiana, like, and then you start getting into Indiana, Coastal, and USC. Yeah, and it's just like, what are we we're doing? We're out of the realm of possibility. So let's root for chalk. If Really, if we want a good playoff, let's root for chalk right now. I know we loved... We loved the weirdness of Saturday in LSU in Florida, but I think chalk this Saturday is probably the best thing for the playoff and our viewing pleasure once that starts. Alabama's a 17-point favorite. Notre Dame is an 11-point dog, and Ohio State's a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Like, uh, coming in with you know what Vegas thinks is going to happen, it seems like a very likely scenario as we sit here on Tuesday evening. Here's to boring. Woo! Go boring. I don't know if I'm boring. Do we root for boring? I'm rooting for boring because I think boring turns into fun later. Yeah, you're a long. You, it's you, sort of like you're like it's sort of like game. eating your peas before you eat dessert. <laughs> yeah, I love peas and mashed potatoes. By the way, great combo. Eh, who uh, doesn't love peas? I mean, come on. Yeah, All yeah. Right. All right. Before before we go, before we let the people go, we got to tell them about the best deal in the world. So, if you're looking for a gift. And by the way, clock ticking, especially if it's a, if you're looking for a Hanukkah gift, you better get it now. If you're looking for a Christmas gift, you're, you're almost out of time. So what can you get where you don't have to worry about it getting to your door and get it to the other person? Well, you buy a subscription to The Athletic for yourself. And then when you buy that one, you get another one to give. And I'm telling you, when you give that to a friend or a family member, they will become your favorite friend or family member, they will love you so much, they will probably give you gifts back because they say they will say, you gave me this incredible gift of the best sports writing on the planet and I read this for five hours a day and there are no pop-up ads and it's just on this beautiful app with all these great stories about every single sport. It's a hell of a deal, Ari. I mean, can you imagine getting a, a subscription to The Athletic if you didn't work there? You're like, here, this is free. You get to read this all year. If I didn't work here, I would be a customer. I'm still a customer. I forgot to cancel my account. I actually I am a customer too because I've bought friends <laughs> and it keeps repinging on my. Uh, but hey, you know it's money well spent. That's exactly right. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back, Ari and I, on Friday on the podcast. But if you want to hear it earlier and see it, also, we'll be live streaming on YouTube on Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern is when we record that show. So you can watch us. You can see my ugly face. You can see Ari's pretty face. And we will talk about the lines. We already said we're rooting for boring, but guess what? Boring does not always come through in college football as last week taught us. So we'll talk about all of that on Friday.